Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Darren Tabernum Weekly Podcast Show, where we coach people from the inside out. We'll help you to create an unstoppable winning mindset and in turn, empower others to do exactly the same. Okay, let's get started with this episode. I've been talking about coaching and change from the inside out. And this week, I want to talk about a very exciting and specific type of coach, exercise. And I want to try and draw some parallels with the power of coaching and the power of exercise in terms of creating that change from the inside out. First of all, when we think about coaching, we've been talking about how a person can end up having just the best relationships, the best health, well-being, feeling inherently just comfortable in their own skin and living their best life, living their best life with vitality and certainty and confidence because of their self-esteem and assurance that they are okay because inherently um, people are okay, people are resourceful and people have all sorts of cloaks and challenges along the way that perhaps at times stop them from being so, but inherently people are. And exercise can be a really powerful coaching tool. You see, let's just pick one topic first of all, let's just pick stress. When we look at the power of exercise and we look at maybe just research first, there's a plethora of research that supports that even with mild and moderate depression, never mind stress in the workplace or experiencing stress through a struggling relationship or feeling stressed because of your energy levels, but when we're talking about depression, even moderate depression, there are a number of meta-analyses. And a meta-analysis is where really good researchers study studies and they use statistics cleverly to be able to create even more powerful conclusions than if they'd just done more regular study with subjects. And when you have a lot of studies, and there are a lot of studies, and you complete a meta-analysis, the findings of a meta-analysis should be taken very seriously. And Landers and Petrozello are two researchers that have just have done just that. And what they have found that when you look at comparing psychotherapy, different types of psychotherapies, um, and drug treatments, as in anti-depressants, uh, with exercise as a medium to treat mild to moderate depression, there are no significant differences between the treatment groups. In other words, exercise is at least as effective as antidepressants and psychotherapy are at treating um, depression. And that's obviously pretty remarkable, isn't it? Because the side effects of exercise include getting stronger, feeling really great about yourself, improving your physical health, uh, improving the quality of your relationships, improving your self-esteem and your self-confidence, um, and preventing otherwise uh, you know, a, a whole range of disease states that can come your way if you don't exercise. So exercise is really powerful. It's powerful for mental health. It's really powerful 
for physical health. And when I think about what the role is of a coach, when a coach works with different people, the outcomes are what we should focus on. The outcomes are for someone to have better relationships, to enjoy better health, to be able to develop their confidence, to be able to deal with things that are troubling them, to be able to deal with stress, to be able to um, improve their fitness and overall well-being. And exercise can do this directly. It's like a secret coach. And, and it's very exciting because exercise doesn't have to be necessarily very hard. Um, moderate exercise very regularly um, is very effective at procuring all of those benefits I've just spoken about or less frequent but higher intensity exercise can procure all those benefits that I've just spoken about. The key is to create a habit around exercise and when we think about we think about commonly uh, what people struggle with which is weight and struggling perhaps with being pre-diabetics and having a a predisposition uh, to likely develop diabetes because of a range of factors, but particularly lifestyle. Um, we talk about interventions around exercise and nutrition, of course. And a lot of people will talk about uh, things like uh, weight loss and, and achieving great results is achieved you know, in the kitchen. Uh, results are made in the kitchen. Uh, they'll say things like 80% of results are nutrition-based. And this, for me, is is not right because uh, it's not true that if the outcomes are to help people to feel better about themselves, to show up as improved relationships, better health, better fitness, um, greater vitality and overall well-being, then these sorts of results that we're talking about are not made in the kitchen. They're made in the ability to program yourself to get up in the morning and to go and take some exercise because when you go and take some exercise any kind of exercise doesn't matter whether you dance whether you run whether you walk whether you get outside in the in nature whether you do a home 25 minute blast using a um, a video to follow along with it doesn't really matter what happens is endorphins are released and these endorphins are released that help us to feel really great and as those endorphins are released and we come back and shower, that feel-good factor lasts. And therefore, it is much more difficult to have poor breakfast choices when you're feeling really great. And therefore, people inherently without thinking have a better breakfast. And as you get to lunchtime and you're still feeling really good about the fact that you're creating a new habit, you've got up nice and early, you've gone and taken some exercise, you've had a good breakfast, this massively rolls on to actually have a much healthier lunch. And if we get round to dinner time and we've maybe taken another bit of exercise, perhaps before dinner, even if it's just a 10 minute walk around the block, then the reality is we're probably going to influence or that walk is going to influence what we choose for dinner as well. And of course, when we're feeling good more, we snack less. And therefore, rather than fighting the discipline of trying to fix your nutrition first and in the main eating broccoli and avocado does not produce endorphins does not as easily flow into uh, making secondary health decisions um, based on that primary health choice 
um, it makes much more sense to forget about weight loss, forget about um, how you look, and to directly go to what a coach would do. What a coach would do would be to help you to appreciate how you want to feel differently in whatever areas, whatever, whatever areas of your life you're trying to and want to feel feel better about and would help you through coaching to make some changes in the way you think, in the way you feel, in the way you act to be able to, to make that so. And exercise when done well. Exercise when taken seriously can massively coach someone to enjoy you know, their best life. And the other thing I wanted to, to say was if we followed the theme of coaching from the inside out where the client, the person trying to change is taking back control and someone starts to just take back control of one area of their life, their well-being through fitness, that is changing from the inside out because that is someone making their own decisions, actually taking their own strides, making sure that they prioritise this new thing in their life, taking daily exercise and that is changing from the inside out not following somebody else's plan not just attending classes but actually deciding for yourself that you're going to get up every day not twice a week not three times a week every day whether it's in the morning which is definitely ideal to kick off a day with that kind of intention but of course it can occur wherever that's going to fit but to do it every day and then to layer on top of that Maybe the resistance training that you might want to add to that. The resistance training that helps our bones and our muscles to also be strong. And then maybe the stretching and the mobility work to make sure that our joints are free to be able to move um, correctly. So of course we can layer on um, more fitness. But to start, if we're trying to work with this analogy that exercise can be kind of your own coach then it's about picking cardiovascular exercise. It's about doing things that you can do every single day and creating a habit around those things so that you inherently feel good every single day, which is the purpose of coaching in the first place. Now, I'd like to just return to the stress element, if I may, and talk a little bit more about stress in this particular episode because stress is very prevalent today and when people want to lose weight for example and they are producing a lot of cortisol which is our stress hormone it becomes very difficult for them to be able to successfully lose weight and there are some reasons for that we also know that when people are chronically stressed so when they're stressed over not just a few days or weeks or months but indeed many months and indeed years, um, we have a number of, of health consequences, not least heart problems. Um, and it's worth just spending a bit of time, maybe me just, just trying to explain why that is and, and how stress works. First of all, stress is a very natural phenomenon. Um, it wasn't that long ago in terms of evolution that there were you know real dangers in the environment. Um, and we had to develop a survival mechanism to be able to stay safe. 
and therefore when we have any kind of perceived threat our body responds and reacts um, quickly and you might have heard of fight or flight um, or indeed freeze as the way in which uh, we typically respond that is when we're presented with certainly a physical stress in the environment um, our body prepares to to fight or to uh, take flight and it does so by producing cortisol first of all this stress hormone and cortisol then stimulates the release of blood sugars and adrenaline and therefore the body moves into a heightened state of alertness and we have blood sugars uh, available to now be used to be able to to be able to run away or to be able to take on whatever the stressor is that that we face um, and of course in times gone by when we did that um, we ran away or we fought whatever it was that was in front of us uh, we would use up that adrenaline and the blood sugars and therefore cortisol levels would reduce and that would be you know would be fine the challenge today is we actually freeze we actually do nothing we don't actually do anything other than maybe munch on some crisps and drink a couple of glasses of wine in the evening which is not great of course um but the point is we certainly don't run away and we certainly don't um take it take on and fight whatever the perceived threats are um, that we face in, in a modern world and if that stress is in the workplace for example where perhaps we've got struggle a struggle with our boss or other work colleagues or too much um, work being passed away or maybe in a relationship where um, it's eating us up what's going on is the body is nevertheless responding in the way that it responds to a stress in the physical environment it produces cortisol that's going to happen every single time cortisol stimulates the production of adrenaline or the catecholamines and increases blood sugars um, however there's no action there is no fight there is no flight and therefore what happens is the body now needs to get rid of those blood sugars it gets rid of those blood sugars by producing insulin it gets rid of the adrenaline it gets rid of the cortisol and reshunts the blood that had been um, redirected towards working muscles uh, back to regular circulation but of course when that stress keeps reoccurring the body keeps producing cortisol which stimulates adrenaline which heightens our alertness which stimulates us to produce blood sugars um, and redistributes our blood towards our working muscles but yet again there is no action and therefore the body has, body has to reshunt that blood back to it in circulation away from those working muscles deal with the high blood sugar levels and what happens when this occurs over many weeks and months and indeed years is there's a wear and tear on our cardiovascular system because the body is constantly responding in a way there where it's expecting to do some kind of activity but there is no activity so the body has to to deal with the consequence of the hormones and the redistribution of blood and that's what causes the wear and tear in our arteries and our general cardiovascular system and hence why we associate high chronic stress levels with disease with heart disease with cancers now um, and um, it, it's big news stress you know does cost a lot of money in the workplace a lot of uh, health problems um, and uh, because of the way that we deal with it and can show up in in various ways because what people typically do when they try to deal with that stress is they do one or or several of the following three things 
One is that they create a cognitive uh, defense mechanism. Um, they might build up um, some negative self-talk, for example, where they're now constantly talking themselves down or um, negatively thinking about the person or the thing that's causing them to be stressed, which can create some, um, some anxiety in terms of that mental health side of things. We also see some people struggling with stress more physiologically. That is, um, they actually increase their blood pressure. They actually end up with physical uh, consequences of the stress that they're experiencing in their life. And we can also see uh, stress show up behaviorally. Some people drink, some people comfort eat. Um, I have to say, some people take exercise and use exercise to deal with it which we'll talk about, of course, in a second. But hopefully we can see that the way that stress can show up, though, is also negative patterns of self-talk can show up in terms of actual physiological consequences, i.e. high blood pressure, and can show up in terms of behavioral uh, responses in terms of comfort eating, uh, which is obviously a big one, and, and drinking, meaning alcohol. Um, and we can help um, and if you know someone is struggling this way or if you are that person um, first of all remember exercise is the coach in this episode uh, itself that when we actually add some exercise in when we as challenging as it might be at times to make this this decision but when we just count to 10 and we think about what we could do about it when we're feeling that way and we can conclude, let's just go for a walk. Let's go and do some kind of exercise, maybe some exercise to music and some, a class or something. It doesn't really matter what. But what's going to happen, of course, is the exercise will use up the actual blood sugars. The exercise will deal with the actual adrenaline. The exercise will deal with the fact that blood's been reshunted to working muscles. Exercise is the ultimate way to try and deal with that stress to prevent, therefore, those other consequences from occurring. Of course, if someone's actually experiencing it more cognitively, remember, they've developed negative patterns of self-talk. Actually, the distraction that exercise can sometimes provide, stick your headset in, listen to some music, go for a bit of a walk, um, that temporary distraction though, can be very rewarding to quieten the mind. And therefore, exercise can also affect those more cognitive ways in which stress can show up. Especially, by the way, when they start to feel really positive as a consequence, because positive thoughts start to sneak in, and that's pretty damn effective. And then, of course, uh, exercise can be replacing those negative behavior behaviors. So instead of comfort drinking, we take some exercise and limit the amount of alcohol we take. Instead of comfort eating, we take some exercise. Therefore, we limit a little bit how much food we're snacking on to try and uh, deal with our stress. Um, and therefore, that's one of the reasons why exercise is so powerful in dealing with, with stress. Um, of course, there are other things you can do. We just said that sometimes people struggle with those negative patterns of self-talk. And therefore, meditation and a type of Zen meditation, mindfulness, um, can be really effective. And we'll deal with mindfulness and meditation in general, perhaps in a, in a future episode. We also know um, that actually working with a practitioner, um, actually working with a coach or some kind of uh, related professional can help with those patterns of self-talk, can help with those uh, behavioral 
patterns that have also developed um, to to help someone to better deal with stress. And in fact, we could go back up to source where often one of the things that occurs that creates a lot of stress in people's lives is this idea that one's perceived capability, what one perceives to be one's personal resources are insufficient to deal with the perceived task in hand, the actual um, problem that they're dealing with. And sometimes their perceived capability is not very accurate. In other words, they're actually far more capable or you might be far more capable than you sometimes give yourself credit. Certainly resourceful enough to ask for help, to actually speak to whomever um, could be related to the stress about how you're feeling and how you'd like to discuss things. Though often people can be more resourceful than sometimes they're being. And equally, people can easily overestimate the actual demand. And they do that because they cluster things that when they actually break down the stress and can figure out there's actually two or three smaller things that seem to have clustered together to create this enormous, unsurmountable big thing, it helps them to be able to then maybe just address one of those three smaller things, which makes the whole thing much more easily dealt with. One of the things that exercising does is it helps you to develop your confidence. It helps you to be able to become more resilient. It helps you to realize and recognize just how capable you are, how strong you are, because you're becoming more capable and stronger. And therefore, what can show up by accident almost is people increase their perceived capability. They probably also increase their actual capability. And that can help in the very source of the root cause of stress in the first place. And, of course, when someone becomes more confident, when someone becomes maybe more assertive too, by improving their fitness through exercise, they're more likely to maybe um, address the actual demand itself and often can reduce that demand, actually reduce it. So I'm hoping that that you you see what I mean in terms of when we look at stress, um, stress often occurs when someone's perceived capability is insufficient to deal with the perceived demand and that results in a stress response they might get angry they might cry they get upset um, but we're more interested in what's occurring in terms of their physiology and their psychology and their behaviors we see negative patterns of self-talk can arise we see that there's physiological consequences in terms of their actual physical health can arise and there are behavioral consequences in terms of um, how they how they behave as a consequence and typically this can be comfort eating and comfort drinking exercise massively can combat those very three things and especially with support from other uh, professionals um, in itself can certainly massively help with all three and actually as someone feels high levels of self-esteem and more confidence as a consequence of being fitter and healthier can actually feed forward into that imbalance between that capability and that demand that we spoke about and can actually um, remove the stress itself. Really powerful stuff. Hoping you're getting the gist um, because I think exercise is really, really very powerful when it comes to stress 
and even depression and um, that's one of the things I wanted to to put through in this episode literally if we're talking about coaching from the inside out helping someone to live to lead and to live their best life exercise is a very powerful coach and hey if you want to read more you want to read some blogs um, maybe take one of my free coaching uh, classes there's a free coaching lesson on www.darrentebbin.com you might just enjoy it have a great week